The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. And you're welcome back to The Last Word. It's Ian Guider in for Matt today. Dr. Brian Higgins is with us. Brian, a very good afternoon to you and great to talk to you again. We're talking about constipation in children this week and I'm sure there's many parents at home thinking what is and what isn't normal. Um, hi, I love to chat to you. Yeah, constipation. Really, I, first off, I just want to apologise if anyone sitting down to their dinner <laughs> mightn't be the best topic to be listening to, but, but it is important. a really important one. Yeah. Exactly. So constipation, what's normal? Um, Well, normal is different for every child. And that's one thing I've certainly learned through parenting books is a lot of the time they can just stress you out because there's a broad range in what is normal. So often when we're looking at constipation, we're looking at a change in what is normal for your child. And most children will fall into what we call a stooling pattern that might be a couple of times a day or maybe every second day. And when that's normal for them, provided their stool is nice and soft and the child is comfortable, that's usually fine. And what we're really looking for is a change in what's normal for your child is when we become concerned. Uh, How how concerned should you be over a period of time? Should it be a matter of days or when should you start becoming a little bit alarmed? No, it's a brilliant question because for any of us who've had kids, we've probably all had a period where they've maybe become constipated for a few days. Um, and generally when it is just that few days, by increasing fluid intake, especially for bottle-fed babies, maybe giving them water between their bottles, as breastfed babies probably get constipated a little bit less often, or once they're eating, trying to increase their insoluble fibre intake along with increasing the fluids generally it will resolve itself but once it's been going on for maybe a couple of weeks it's probably time to discuss treating it with your uh, GP and the reason being is with children once the constipation has been going on for a couple of weeks unlike adults it can be a little bit trickier to treat it with diet alone and a lot of patients are are surprised when they see their GP with a child with constipation and we actually prescribe a laxative much faster than we would for an adult. Just go back over some of those symptoms there for children because obviously it'd be a little bit different for adults. Yeah, so generally most children should be stooling at least every second day. If your child is stooling three times a week or less, there's a good chance that they're constipated. Now, not always, but there's a good chance. So constipation really is seen as passing hard stools with difficulty and generally less often than normal. So three times or less a week. But there are some other symptoms you might see with a kitty who's constipated. Um, They might be eating as much. um, They might be having very large or very soft stools. They'll have a swollen, sore tummy. And they might have occasional spots of blood in the, the nappy or on the tissue paper. And that's because those large stools can sometimes cause a little cut around the bottom. That can cause a bit of a bit of pain and a bit of bleeding. And there are different types of constipation in children. Absolutely. The, by far and away, the most common form of constipation is what we call functional constipation. So there's an entirely normal bowel in an entirely normal child, but that bowel is just misbehaving. There are other conditions that we see less commonly uh, where there's an issue with the transit of the bowel, of the bowel of the stool through the bowel or sometimes a dysfunction in the pelvic floor or other issues but they're exceedingly rare 
when should parents be worried that there has been a change in their child and what should they do about it? I think if the constipation, if the change is going on for a couple of weeks and if your child is distressed, pop down to your GP and chat to them about it. It's something we see very, very often and it should never be something that anyone's embarrassed to talk about. Um, a small child as well who's never had a regular bowel pattern um, is worth having a chat about with GP. Of course, if you see any blood always talk about with your doctor and then really important things like failure to put on weight or maybe um, developmental issues where a child maybe isn't meeting their developmental milestones they should always discuss that with the doctor. What type of time should you be worried about child not putting on weight? I mean how much should you say well is this just normal or is this something then I do have to look at? Oh that's a really good question. Now uh, the weight changes Um, very much so per age. And the WHO had these brilliant growth charts. So if you look at WHO growth charts and you will actually and you can actually weigh your child yourself and you can track them over, you know, every couple of months. Like kids go through periods like if the kid's been sick, they're mind to put on any weight for a week or two. Uh, So really, we're not worried about weight changes, especially for older children in periods of weeks. We're looking at them in periods of months. And as long as month by month that weight is kind of tracking up and and along what we call a centile, because most children will fall into what a centile is. They might be on the 10th centile, the 25th, the 50th. And they'll usually stay on that centile as they grow. And sometimes they might go up one centile or down one centile. But if you see a child going from maybe the 50th centile down to the ninth centile in those charts, um, you'd, you'd be a little bit worried. just want to put a texture here and I hope you might be able to get a listener and answer this. We have, we, hi there, we just have a, a child turned five, has been on Movacol for three to four years, has an amazing ability to hold on, eats very little, which is probably why it, her she is hard and irregular. Oh, God love her. Um, so that's withholding. That's really, really, really common. If you can imagine a big, hard stool is going to be painful to pass. So a child's not going to want to pass it. So what they will do is they will actually avoid, avoid and hold on and stop passing that stool. And of course, then the stool is then building up in the gut and the bowel will actually start to stretch. And when muscles are stretched, they can't squeeze the same way. And our bowel is a really muscular organ. So it squeezes to move that stool along. So as that bowel stre- stretches, it can't squeeze as well. So that call is what's called a macro gall. What it is, it's a big sugar that you can't absorb. So when you um, take a macro gall, it stays in the gut, attracts water into it and makes the stool bigger, softer, slippier and easier to pass. If that's been going on for years, I'm sure that child has seen a paediatrician. But if they haven't, it's really important that they do. Um, A regular pattern of, say, encouragement with a star chart to kind of be kind of because that child is going to be scared of stooling. So to kind of change the child's kind of approach to it so it becomes a more positive um, experience and then actually trying to get into a pattern and what you'd always tell a parent is maybe every time the child eats and that child probably isn't eating very much as you can imagine they wouldn't be too hungry but every time that they have a meal maybe to sit down on the the, the toilet for up to maybe 10 minutes afterwards um, and just in positive 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 reinforcement but absolutely for something going on for years that child should be seeing a paediatrician and we might even add in something called a stimulant laxative. So Movacol is just a big sugar. It's not really a medicine. It doesn't do anything other than soften the stool. But something like Senna is a stimulant. And if you have that bowel that's stretched and not 
contracting properly, we might give something to help it contract to move the stool along. For people who do go down the route of going to a doctor and they come up with the solution that is a laxative, how long will they be on it? Um, what you don't want to do is you don't want to stop. The answer to that is longer than you think. Uh, because obviously none of us want to have our children on medication that they don't need to be on. And the mistake that a lot of parents make is they stop the laxative too early. They think, OK, my child hasn't been stooling. Use the laxative for a week or two. They're stooling. Great. Let's stop that medication as soon as possible. But when, the problem is, is when so a child has been constipated for even a few weeks, the bowel is a little bit stretched. So as it, it needs that laxative to make the job of stooling a little bit easier. And unfortunately, you do see children fall into the cycle where the, there's a laxative used for a couple of weeks, the problem is solved, but the bowel hasn't had a chance to shrink back down to normal and start behaving normally again. And if you stop the laxative too early, you just go back into the cycle. Um, doctors will generally give, give it for weeks to months. Are there other solutions other than laxatives? Can certain foods or maybe changing diets it can. In ch- definitely in adults, dietary change is um, really, 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 really important. Um, children, um, is saying dietary change is very, very easy. Getting change- children to change their diet isn't. And But diet is very important. And we do get our fibre. Our fibre is that um, uh, non-absorbent. It's uh, the the, uh, the carbohydrate that's in plants that we can't absorb. And that's so, so, so important for helping us stool properly. Not only does it form the bulk of our stool to allow it to pass, but those fibres help us grow really healthy bacteria for a bowel to function normally. So it is really, really important that children are getting fruit and veg in their diet to allow their diet to function normally. But it's not as easy to say just increasing it, fruit and veg will solve the problem. Sometimes it does, but often kids need a little bit more. Okay, Dr. Brian Higgins, thank you very much for joining us for The Last Word on Health. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.